0: Welcome, I'm Johan Nilsson, And I'm Lincoln Murphy. And this is Impact Weekly. We're here to help you make your customers successful. Each week, we answer your most pressing customer success management questions by relying on our years of experience with companies around the world.
1: Let's get this going. Everyone, welcome back to Impact Weekly. So we're getting to the end of this year, and uh, we have an episode for you today that's gonna be actually looking into 2024. Last episode, we talked about what the most popular episodes of the year was, and basically some conclusions from those uh, episodes. And today we're going to do the crystal ball thing and look what, what's going to happen next year and what's going to be big in customer success next year.
0: Yeah. And the hardest thing to predict is the future. So we reserve the right to be completely wrong on these. So
1: We're going to look at this in a year's time and see what we got right and also most likely things that we got completely wrong. Yes. But that will be fun. But maybe we should just recap what we talked about in the last episode, because I think some of those things will, of course, be key also going into 2024. Totally.
0: I would encourage you to listen to that past episode because it wasn't just a review. I think we actually talked about some really good stuff in there. But basically, the conclusions we came to were that the the trends that we saw in 2023 were around efficiency or or capacity planning, goal discovery, and expansion. Mm -hmm. And we see those things continuing into 2024. But I think the the main trend that we see, at least for the first part of 2024, is going to be a a continued focus and perhaps an even more more of a focus on efficiency. Really making sure that you do as much as you can with with as little as possible. And for that, capacity planning is going to be key, making sure that we have the right resources in the right Mm. place, that kind of thing. So I think that's a trend that is going to continue for sure e- efficiency
1: absolutely i think yeah even we we did this we served with the 300 plus customer success managers uh earlier this year and uh everybody more or less was, was investing more in customer success or at least on par with previous years uh and, th- and this is also when, when the when, when we for a lot of companies right now we have we are in a, bo- a little bit more tougher economic situation and the markets are not behind us maybe as they used to be, but still. So I think th- that was the belief. But I think also what's really in focus here with efficiency is getting basically the most out of the most output out of the team that you have in place already. So I think Hopefully. that's going to continue for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think the other two trends that we saw in 2023 around goal discovery as being a really critical piece of of what we do in customer success, because customer success is about ensuring our customers uh, achieve their desired outcome through their relationship with us. And their desired outcome is made up of their goal plus appropriate experience. And we want to make sure that we have the right people in, in, in the right roles to provide our customers with that appropriate experience. And we also need to make sure that as they're having their appropriate experience, that they're achieving their goals. It all works together. And so, you know, the most efficient thing we can do and why customer success is continuing to get investment, why customer success is so critical is that it's really the most efficient way to drive growth. It's the most efficient way to recoup any expenses for acquiring customers, all of that stuff. So the goal discovery aspect of this, I think we'll also see that continue to be a trend in in 2024 because we need to know what our customers are trying to do. So we can make sure that we set them up for success and that we move them through the trajectory that's going to allow them to feel successful. Therefore, to stay longer, to buy more, to advocate for us, yeah. to drive, to, if, if they're out there spreading the good word for mm. us, that makes our sales process more efficient. Mm. So that just the whole thing is all about efficiency.
1: Exactly. And speaking of that, the, if the market continues to be a little bit more difficult, especially for maybe new business, bringing in new customers, expansion will also continue to be probably the main way to keep growing the company for a lot of companies going into 2024 as well. Absolutely. The, the, mo- look, the most efficient
0: way to grow revenue is to have your customers buy more. They're already our customer. The way that, what you have to do to get them to buy more, if you do it the right way, mm. what we teach in the Impact Academy that's a plug. What we teach is efficient expansion through this process called orchestration that just sets the customer up for success and and for growth mm-hmm. in a way that is not salesy and, and doesn't force anything, but really ties it to the customer's actual progress. And so what we like to say is that even in times that are tough or uncertain, mm-hmm. you're always going to have a cohort of customers that are ready, willing, and able to buy more. You just have to have a process around that to make that as efficient as possible. We see efficiency being like the top trend in, in at least the first part of 2024, but goal discovery and expansion are, are absolutely a part of that. In fact, they're key components of that, that, yeah. that efficiency. And so I think all of that is going to continue. And if you haven't listened to that last episode where we came to those conclusions, definitely go yeah. back and listen to it. Because again, it's not just a, a recap of episodes you might have already heard. I think we talk about some really interesting stuff in there that can help you.
1: Exactly. So those will continue, but maybe we should now also uh, look at things that we believe uh, we picked up on already and see trends uh, that we project will continue uh, going into next year. One thing that a lot of times that comes up quite a lot for us now is these this especially when you look at scaling, especially uh, also considering efficiency a lot of teams are talking about pooled resources. Maybe we should yeah. start by what do people what does that mean basically right, right. we we'll start there first.
0: Yeah, and this is coming up a lot more. So, essentially a pooled resource would be like a group of CSMs that are assigned a group of customers. Right. But the customers don't have what we would call a named CSM. They don't have a CSM that they're going to be working with as, as like their primary hmm. person. They just work with whatever CSM is available in a round robin fashion or whatever. And so if you're a customer and you need to work with somebody on, on a new goal that you have, you reach out and, and put yourself into a queue, much like mm. you would in from support mm-hmm. and whoever the next CSM is that's available mm-hmm. will get back to you or schedule a call with you or whatever you're trying to do with them. And, right. and so there's nothing wrong with this and it's been used for a long time. Where it can go wrong, and so if you've ever experienced this and it it hasn't worked, probably what's happened is it was something that was tried with customers for whom this is not their appropriate experience. So that's number one. You you, can't force pooled resources on customers for whom their appropriate experience would be a named CSM that they have Hmm. dedicated access to, at least in their mind. right? This is somebody that they're going to be working with in an ongoing fashion. So- Usually it's violating the customer's appropriate experience that causes the biggest issues, but there's other things that can be a problem. And I think from start deliver CEO standpoint, you have some thoughts yeah. on this. You have to have the right systems in place in order to make yeah. this pooled resource idea viable.
1: Right. Because there is, uh, obviously, if you switch, if you every time, one day you talk to Carl, the other day you talk to Johan, the other the third day you talk to Lincoln, and then the f- fourth day it's Emma or whoever. As a customer, there is a high risk there that you get what all customers hate, right? Which is that you have to repeat yourself. Yeah. That you, all these things that we know are ba- basic things that mess up the customer relationship. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, So the handover of everything that's going on with the customer and everything is going to be critical to make this work, right? Right.
0: Yeah, so we so exactly right. So we say that there's three things customers hate and, and we use the term hate knowingly because it is a very strong word because some of these things actually have such a resonance in, in per, a person that it feels like a physical threat. <laughs> so people yeah. uh, really hate this. And those, that's surprises, unknowns, and what you said, which is repeating themselves. Yep. And the great thing about pooled resources is that it can invoke all three of those. Mm. As the customer, I didn't know that I wasn't going to be working with the same person. I didn't expect this other person to be the, to be the one that was going to help me. Mm. And now I'm having to repeat myself because the person that I was working with is not the same person and they didn't record everything in the the crm or whatever and now i absolutely hate this company and i want to go somewhere else (laughs) exactly so this is this can be a problem so if you have if you understand that those three things are terrible and you Mm. can work to avoid them you'll be better off
1: yeah uh no i think that's i think that's one big potential back backfire But what can the upside be of of doing pooled resources um, on the other hand? Yeah, look,
0: if you have your systems in place, so you you have centralized customer data, you have centralized, and not just the basic structured customer data, but you have context that Mm -hmm. around what the customer has talked about and where they're at, progress, all of that stuff, their goals, exactly. Each CSM can pick up where the other CSM left off. Yes. Then... That's going to be, that's going to be a fine experience from the customer standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then if you've properly managed expectations from the very Mm -hmm. early, even during the sales cycle, like the customer knows when you start working, maybe you come out of onboarding and now you're going into adoption and you're going to work with, as you're going from adoption, you go into long-term engagement, you're going to be working with whatever CSM is available at the time. And that's managed properly. Then there's no surprises. There's no unknowns. And so yeah. now you're not invoking any of those three things that customers hate. If you have all of that in place, what you get is a very scalable uh, process. You get, a, you get something that, yeah. that one CSM can, can, quote unquote, work with a yeah. lot more customers yeah, exactly. because they're not having to work with a lot more customers. But you are going to have to figure out things like self-service deflection. Yeah. You're going to have to work, figure out how to use async engagement exactly. much more efficiently. And you need to make sure that the CSMs you have that are working in this pool are CSMs that have the characteristics that fit a pooled type of environment. If exactly. you have CSMs that thrive on long-term relationships with customers, mm. that, that love to have frequent engagements with customers to, to see the customer blossom over time. Um, and you put them into a pool where it's almost it's somewhat transactional. You're probably gonna have CSMs that get burned out really quick. You're probably gonna have CSMs that aren't doing well, and you're gonna have high turnover. So you yeah. have to be deliberate about the characteristics of the CSMs and, and where you put them. If you have all of that stuff in 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 check, yeah. then this can be a great way to add some scale, but it's not magic. And if you think it's magic, you could run into some really
1: big problems. If you think it's a shortcut, I think that's going to be put you in trouble. But as you said, if you have the real system, if you have great context on the customer and you have the competence and the skill base set on the CSM, so they can take out, they they know what to do from the get go and they can run with it. And everybody is on that level. I think you can have a real efficient operation. Absolutely. But it, it's, it's higher demands, but it's also probably higher out, potential outputs if you do it in the, in the great way. Exactly. Just like anything, right. we have to
0: do it right. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's definitely, so, we're going to see more of that. So again, for better or worse, we're going to see more of it, hopefully for better. But a yeah. lot of companies are going to try it and a lot of companies are probably not going to find the success with it that that they would like uh, because they weren't deliberate about how they approached it. Right
1: it's It's one of the trends we see, pooled resources, but maybe we should get over to one of the big ones that of course is has that broke already yeah even a few years back but may, mainly twenty twenty three was probably the mainstream year for AI getting into customer success, and of course it's a big topic, but let's dig into that one a little bit and see where we think it's going and what, what we've seen so far. What's interesting is.
0: ChatGPT, which was really the, that was the tipping point, right? Came out in just a little over a year ago. So it came out in November of 2022. So feels like AI has been with us forever now, but it's, we're only a year into this whole AI revolution. And I just like to bring that context into it because it's easy to forget. And we can talk, we could probably do a whole episode on AI in customer success. There's lots of different ways that AI will be and is currently being used for everything from communication to analytics, manipulating data, other task management. So there's lots of different places that that AI fits into the stack, I guess is a way to say it. But where we see some really, I think, immediate and interesting places in customer success is this idea of live coaching. So for a long time now, a long time, Couple of years, we've had a tool like Gong, for example. Yeah, you can analyze a call that a CSM has with a customer, mm. and it can tell you all, all sorts of things, like if the CSM is talking too much, the ratio of talking versus the customer, uh, if they're talking too fast, what the sentiment was, that kind of mm. thing. Where we're what we're seeing now, and it's already starting to happen, is live coaching, so yes. that the CSM is in the, in the, in a meeting and the system is saying, Hey, you're talking too much, or you're talking too fast, or it seems like the customer is upset. So some Mm. live sentiment analysis and that kind of thing is super helpful. We always, we talk about in in Impact Academy when when we're trying to help CSMs just do their job better is we talk about being in that active listening mode Mm. and of course, at least for a while, that's still going to be very important. But how great would it be if we had a tool there that's sort of also in active listening mode and can help us be more present with the customer by telling us to slow down or by telling us that we're talking too much. I think that's really, I think that's really interesting. One area that I think is an outgrowth of that Mm. is the idea of these live task agents that as you're talking to the customer. They're not listening for any particular keyword, but they're listening using generative AI and and what they can hear, what they hear, is they're listening for things that you're saying. And if you say, I don't know about this, and the system interprets that as that they could act on. Mm. So I, as the CSM, say to my customer, I'm not sure about that. That would be in... In, in this system, the agent that's listening, the AI yeah. agent could go look that up and right. then present that to the CSM. If they say, if the CSM says, or normally the CSM would say, I will run that report and send it to you as a follow-up to this meeting. Now it becomes a to-do list or it could yeah. be an item on our to-do list. The system would hear that and just go run the report mm. right then and yeah. maybe present it back to the CSM to be able to bring it up on the screen. And show that and go over it with the customer right then. So that's not, I don't want to say that's not there yet. I'm sure that it's, it's there somewhere. I haven't seen that in a big way, but I think that's the logical next step. If we're building in live listening to, to customer calls, yeah. then being able to act on things that come up during the call, I think is the most logical next step. And that's pretty exciting. We're talking about before we went live. It's one thing to, it's great that you can build me a to do list. There's lots of AI assistants that do that, but if you could go ahead and and do the things on my list, that'd be even better.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's where it's going as well. Definitely. And and there is also, I think there is quite a lot you can do, or there's a lot of repetitive things that you do as a CSM and, and that just need the context of the customer and that you pick that up from the call. In combination with the like start deliver we have all the context on the health of the customer and the progress of the customer and so on combining those two things, you can actually put together quite effective agents that that can help you with the success plan can help you with setting milestones sending out the email handing out the tasks to the customer even what they should be doing and so on so I think it's exciting things going back to 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 how AI can actually support the work of the and, and Talking about efficiency, making the CSM even more efficient, being, being able to do even more. I think that's, that's where this is going, definitely. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And so AI, big thing. It's going to continue. I think we're going to follow that closely next year. All right. A lot to cover already. We have covered some of the, the big trends we see. Uh, we, we'll break for this episode and we'll be back next week with the second part and more trends to follow. So make sure to uh, follow us and make sure to get that episode. See you back next week. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you want to bring your customer success to the next level? Check out Impact Academy. We have training programs for customer success managers and for leaders in customer success.